Grover. <laughs> Justin. <laughs> Tom. Rachel. Frank. Bloodlands. <laughs> song anymore that hasn't Thomas been donahue do we that, have is it that funky noise machine now is that is. weird the weird thing that was the theme song the last time i like it a lot it's it, like it's odd it, it doesn't have the same like groove or rhythm as the first couple uh-huh but it's got a certain uh, angry itchy energy yeah it's true it's, it's very like big black like early steve albini mm. a little bit of primus maybe yeah i don't know it's different. It's a different look. I think it fits our, our souls more. With a little it, bit. With its uh, agitated nature. This is yeah. a pretty aggro show. <laughs> yes. yes. We're very aggressive, Rachel. <laughs> yeah, get ready. This is... This I, is don't know. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's right. Uh, our I guest. will say, to the aggressive thing, we did end the last episode on me... Uh, losing my mind in existential despair. <laughs> that was literally the last beat of the last episode. Telling yeah. You. And we asked Frank if he was happy in life, and he said no. Can, can we run the audio? Yeah, that? sure, why run? not? Well, we'll plug that in. We'll, we'll flash back. Last time on Plaid Lads. I'm, uh, I not, said, I'm unhappy. My name's Frank. <laughs> oh boy. Oh jeez. Oh god. Oh boy. But who is just happy? Trump as president was was my uh, uh, thing. Oh, Frank! Frank, Ixnay on the ump tray. Rachel's a big fan. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh oh. Yeah. So I, you know, I get really defensive about about <laughs> oh, no. certain things. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's pretty touchy in that regard. Uh, yes, we have a guest this week. What? Hey, hey, look, it's Rachel. <laughs> hey, Rachel. Hello. Hi, Rachel. Um, Insert last name here. Turan. <laughs> there it Turan. is. <laughs> you don't have to know Jesus my last name. That's Christ. okay. <laughs> I blanked on it for a second. I've only oh, ever fine. read it on Facebook. When do you ever use somebody's last name? My last, last name, name is not on Facebook. Oh, well, there And therefore, you, go. you would have never seen my last name ever. Where did I see your last name? I don't know. Oh, God. Well, that's interesting. That's I don't creepy. Know. Yeah. My middle name is on Facebook for some reason, but I made that choice. You know, when you just make these choices and then they just sit on the internet and then they're just still there a while later and you're like, okay, that, that choice is still there. But like my mind's But then what is, your, what is your real name? Facebook you is so much more the real you these days because of the social medias oh, and the oh, internet. Nope, nope. That's what? true. Nope. That's all Justin? true. This, oh, that, was oh, into, no. that was turning into Bill Cosby. No, 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 oh, no. Wait, 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 no, we can't do that. <laughs> oh, God. We're talk about one thing related to that. I think it's his pork pie hat is getting his pork pie hat's getting to Don't him. Don't blame the pork pie hat. The pork pie hat did nothing. The pork I had uh, triggered the Cosby uh, kill switch in Justin's brain. <laughs> oh, God. It has been some, might I say, wacky weather these past few aisles. It's been fucking insane. Yeah. It's so, one, hot. That's normal. We've been through that. N- nobody cares about that. Why am I talking about it? I care. For the first time in my life, there have been, like, multiple tornado warnings in this area. So if you're not familiar with where we live, it's South Jersey, Pennsylvania area. We don't get tornadoes here. No, we're hurricane babies. We're heat waves. We're blizzards. Uh, But tornadoes? um, uh, What's next? (laughs) The amount we're just it's well, gonna be a flood. The amount of rain we have had has been there's yeah. just like the trees are coated with like lichen and moss. There's just moss uh, on, on the sides of trees everywhere. It's moss apocalypse. It's, it's, it's gonna the moss will take over, probably. <laughs> It'll cover our homes and our children. It's oh, man. like biblical level stuff. The so. other day I was uh, leaving work and I turned around and I saw a lady turn to a pillar of salt. <laughs> <laughs> So, Hang on, Justin. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What? 
That you turned like a around Old Testament fib. <laughs> you turned around and looked at a lady, and the lady turned into a power of salt. Yeah, that's not how that and goes. And then uh, God told that's me to kill story. my kid. Watch turned into a power of salt. What? Did you do it? That's the story. The lady turns to the pillar of salt. When she looks back at the city. Oh, I got it backwards. Yeah, yeah. as no, did Justin. Yeah, you, yeah. No, Justin, no you're wrong. No wonder God is raining vengeance down upon us. We don't even know the actual stories, and that's why, you know, Bunch we're of, all heathens. It's true, and that's God why we're heathens. turning this into a Christian <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Are you saying? To save the world from, yes. from the disasters. Let's go. Uh, so what's up, everybody? Besides dodging tornadoes, I kind of want to pose that question to Justin first so we can have some context as to why he's so loopy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did not sleep last night for multiple reasons. Tell me more. Uh, um, You know, uh, it got to a point where I couldn't go to sleep, so I was like, oh, I have to get up early anyway, so I'm not going to go to sleep. Um, Uh... And uh, now I'm this being here. We did have like a three-hour thunderstorm. Did that keep you up? Are you scared of the thunderbooms? No, I had a thunderstorm in my head of emotions. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) This is off to a great start, everybody. Uh, You can just talk about our feelings the whole time. We want a segment. Mm. We used, we used to have a feeling segment, Rachel. Oh, good. What yeah. happened? And then we quickly uh, ended the feeling segment because we realized that the only feeling we had was depressed. <laughs> mm-hmm. I see. I see. Question mark? We have lots of despair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have kind of good news and kind of horrible news to talk about, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, Just, absolutely. <laughs> totally. No, yeah. yeah. I can't even... Uh, oh, you start, Frank. <laughs> no, famous Walnut, uh, Wall Street financier uh, Jeffrey Epstein has been indicted on charges of sexual abuse of minors. Mr. Epstein was previously convicted of pedophilia uh, and served a 13-month, like, sort of garnished house arrest sentence. Uh, and he was friends with uh, Mr. Donald J. Trump and Mr. Bill Clinton, and they were on the manifests of his plane that was used to ferry people from island to island where they would engage in sex trafficking of minor children. Uh, no one's reading that today? Like, Yeah, I missed that one. <laughs> you missed that one? That, that's a big one. Because uh, it might actually bring down the president, because he is longtime friends with uh, Mr. Epstein and has appeared on the manifest of his uh, private charter flights multiple times. Wow. Now, this is news to me, uh, and I have to look into it and see what's going on, but I'm just like really surprised and kind of delighted that you still think anything yeah. will bring down this president. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It's adorably um, optimistic of you, Frank. It is. It's pretty optimistic. No, but uh, so Jeffrey Epstein was actually convicted in 2008, and the uh, federal prosecutor who convicted him uh, gave him a magnificent sweetheart deal uh, where he basically only had to be in prison for like six hours a day for 13 months. And uh, Mr. Acosta, the federal prosecutor who convicted him and gave him that deal, is now our Secretary of Labor under Donald J. Trump. Uh, So we talk a lot about season one of True Detective on this show, and that's because season one of True Detective is basically real. Yeah. (laughs) And happens all the time. Might I be the first person to say, No! No! Like the sheriff on that boat. <laughs> That's a reference. Sleeping after he watches the tape. Listen. Uh, uh, listen. But no, he's been indicted on federal charges again, so he might very well start talking and start gapping about who else was on that plane, those very public manifests, and uh, give federal prosecutors some information about 
what might be going on with the sex trafficking ring that he used to run? Well, uh, as I guess that's how you prefaced this uh, little tidbit, which is uh, exciting but terrible. Yes. I am. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Very interesting. (laughs) No, I just put the article in there. Okay. Article in chat. Oh, I'm reading it. Oh. (laughs) But no, it's, it's, um, it's exciting that powerful people are being held to account for the horrible, horrible, horrible shit that they do. Um, but it's terrible that we realize how deep that it goes. Uh, and that people like, uh, Bill Clinton and Alan Dershowitz and President Donald J. Trump. Uh, were potentially involved, uh, at least peripherally, with all Frank, of this. Frank, you know, I wouldn't worry because we live in a country where brave citizen soldiers will take matters into their own hands and just like that. And just go to the pizza shop. <laughs> just go to the pizza shop. <laughs> take care of it for us. Comic ping pong pizza, ladies and gentlemen. Pizzagate. Uh, Rachel, what's going on in your Rachel, life? what's going on with you? I was, uh, I'm sorry. No, um, not too much. Not too much. I was going to ask, actually, so what? So he just was indicted for it? So you? So what? Yes, he was indicted on new charges okay. uh, to avoid double jeopardy type stuff. Um, right. So and, what What point are we at? When this just happened? It just happened yesterday. Okay. Uh, just curious. So the feds literally brought him up on uh, other criminal charges. So he was just doing more stuff. Gotcha. In the time after the other charges. Uh, so there's, and I also think that there was new evidence that came from an extensive FBI investigation. And you can re-indict people based on new charges for new evidence reasons. Uh, so I think the feds, like, they convicted him the first time, and then they never really uh, gave up because he got such a weak uh, sentence. Right. Well, that's good. It's good they didn't yeah. give up because I feel like that stuff happens literally all the time, and no one cares oh, yeah. about it. So because our justice system is, is trash. Really um, although before we end the segments, I forgot to bring this up. Oh God. Janet Weiss oh, left yes. Walker, or left a uh, uh, Sleater Kinney rather. Yeah, she, in a very public fashion. Very public. All, all I read was like the initial thing, and like it wasn't as like nice as you would think oh. if it was completely uh, amicable. Yeah, it was due to like creative differences. I'm out. See you later. In, <laughs> the interpretation I think is she did not like the Saint Vincentified Sleater Kenny. Yeah, I can't blame her, especially especially. Of all the drummers in the world, Janet Weiss, who's very groove-based, very improv-based, lots of fills, lots of ghost hits, she's very, like, jazzy, uh, for her to be, like, locked up in, like, a quantized, like, pop groove just seems totally against her will. And, like, I saw that Instagram post, too, and I just saw all of these uh, verified musician accounts, like, commenting, like, all love and power to you, and, like, uh, you know, whatever you do next... And I was just thinking to myself that, like, yeah, they're all, like, being supportive, and they're all quietly thinking to themselves, this means she's available. (laughs) (laughs) Get Janet Weiss to drum on your record, man. Like, Seriously. Yeah. I mean, I I get it. Uh, She's my favorite Jake Emeritus. Maybe she'll go back to that, or maybe this means another quasi-tour. That would be fun. Were there other famous Jake Emeritus people? Uh, the only other one is their first drummer, who is the drummer of Modest Mouse. Oh, okay. Uh, so, there you go. I just wanted to say Jig Emeritus. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, she, she's gone, so, and, like, that feels kind of seismic to me, because, like, her drumming is such an integral part to Slater Kenny. Yeah. It's gonna for be... The- it's made me less excited for the new record. Yeah, yeah I think it's going to be bad. Yeah, it, well, it, did she, Well, she left for that reason. She left but, after it recorded. But she's on the record, but I'm she's assuming She's on the record, she but she's was, not going to tour it. Okay. It's like uh, Je- I, Jeff Skurlock leaving Flaming Lips when they made The Terror, and 90% of that record was like a Farfisa drum machine. Yeah. 
It's like. Did anyone leave the Flaming Lips after Wayne Coyne revealed himself to be a racist weirdo? Also, Jeff Skurlock. <laughs> okay. He he called his shit and they fired him. <laughs> that sounds about right. Uh, I think it's how that went down. Well, anyway, Rachel, sorry for this uh, tangent. We'll get you back in the conversation. Slothrust, right? Into a bottle. I wish that I was a baby. Second on myself. Looking down to the water. I thought that maybe I could be the lake's daughter. Because I look like an infant inside a bed. We blew out. I enjoyed it very much. Have you? So who has like already listened to them before this? Like, not me. Um, I've been huge into this album for like six months. Cool. Oh wow! This was my first listen. Oh. This past week, and I dug it very much. Uh, might become my, like my new sound of the summer because it's very like. We can we can talk into it more as as it happens, but like uh, as the segment actually occurs. But uh, it felt very like uh, seasonally appropriate in mm-hmm. a weird way. Yeah, it's kind of like ener- energetic, but also like kind of sad. Yeah, and all, like charming at times. It's like this interesting mm-hmm. combination of like charming and intense, and mm-hmm. like they carry you through with the charming to the really intense portions, and like because you've been kind of seduced, you allow yourself to go there. Even mm. if you're not like into, it's not that heavy. But even if you're really not into heaviness at all, you can still kind of get there. Mm-hmm. So, the so. Yeah. name of the band is an amalgamation of um, the lead singer, um, Leah Wellbaum's uh, first band uh, called Sloth Box, mm. and Rust. Rust to signify time passing. Mm. Source cited Wikipedia. There you go. <laughs> Mystery solved. And that's kind of like a lot of the metaphors on like throughout the album, I feel mm-hmm. like, are kind of like that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, this, that makes it's sense. It's about time. For yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. See that's that's the thing uh, about this album which I love, which uh a lot of it is very grungy um kind of uh musically heavy rock um but it there is such wonderful uh lyrical imagery that you rarely find in this kind of music that that really struck me the first time I I heard them um I first heard them being played on XPN uh, and the song uh, The Last Time I Saw My Horse and it uh, blew me away. the 6-8 uh, group which is always a good thing to do um, and it's just this uh, uh, like um, um, what's the word um, you know the one where things are all like wacky and weird you know? Surreal. Surreal. It's super surreal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's wacky and weird. It's surreal. It's a weird and wacky. Wacky and weird. That could be comedy. That could be uh, Comedia dell'arte. It's a weird, wacky song about, like, uh, the, the dead horse and, like, Horse teeth and human teeth. Dentures in the bargain bin. Exactly. Being vomited by the ocean. They're all just yeah. wacky and weird. It's like a, a weird, jerk wild, wacky world. <laughs> oh, Justin. Justin, you kind of stole my observation a little bit. I yeah, listened to this you. album for the first time this week, and it was a little garagey. Yeah. And like noisy and a little heavy, which I like a lot. And I listened to. A fair amount of pretty similar music, like garagey stuff, like Ty Siegel, uh, bands that are on like Silk Breeze, 
Um, uh, uh, what was their name? Crap. Uh, the OCs, kind of heavy, uh, garagey type stuff. Wait, but that's, they don't have that's fa- like Phantom Planet. California, California, here we come. It's a big part of the show. Beautiful. God damn it. Wow. Um, but <laughs> so those joined. types of like heavy garage bands don't often have lyrics that have thematic elements to them or like a through line. Yes. Of an emotional context. Yeah, and 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 something as simple as uh, just seated throughout the imagery of water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which this is I, kind of a this is kind of a concept album a little bit. I feel. I I think it um, by by its nature of of that simple uh, uh, creative choice, uh, she turned it into a concept album, even. If it um, just it's being held together by that that single string, which works uh, perfectly with the dream logic and dream imagery between everything, because I can't necessarily tell you what this album is about. I can give you impressions and images um, and uh, impre- uh, uh, feelings uh, that it evokes uh, within my simply human soul. And it, this album. Fucking. <laughs> 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 Did the pork pie hat just influence this turn in your. <laughs> I'm a, Your sensibilities? My new name is Justin Porfi Guy. <laughs> like like the toupee made from snake's hair in the classic Treehouse of Horror episode. Yeah, episode. The felt has infiltrated Justin's brain. See, I, this is just normal for me. I have nothing to compare it to. So this is just normal, emotional Justin. Um, and it's wonderful. Thank you. Justin, please take over. Yes. <laughs> what? Somebody with better insight into this album than Justin, please take over. Hat influenced. Well, I think, um, like you were talking about time and how it's it's talking about time a lot, and I think you can see a progression from birth to death a lot, and I mean in in individual songs, but then also in from the beginning to the end, kind of like the last song is kind of this acceptance of all of the traumas that have been kind of evaluated throughout all the other songs, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Um, And kind of accepting in our relationships that we have these difficulties, but at least we're together in our difficulties with another person. Um, Because I feel like every song is so relationship-based. And... And yeah, but it's there's like more of a tension in a lot of the other songs, like explicit tensions, um, whether they're with romantic lovers or parents or yeah, or friends. So there's all these tensions that occur throughout, and then it ends in kind of this acceptance of those tensions. Um, you know, our honey-covered wings uh, that we're all gonna just we can't fly anywhere, but we're together with our honey-covered wings that are heavy. So. And I've got an open wound Wanna suck the poison out Will you suck the poison out And I would spread my wings If they weren't so goddamn heavy Yeah, I would spread my wings If they weren't coated honey Honey-covered wings. I don't think that's not the exact quote. They weren't covered in honey. Uh, I would... I, I, I would spread my wings if they weren't covered in honey or yeah. something like that. Yeah. But I was just going to make a dumb joke about wanting to eat chicken wings with <laughs> honey on them. <laughs> but I can't because I'm vegetarian. Uh, so the record's from 2016. It is their third record. They are from Boston. And they are on Danger Bird Records. And let's talk about the album art a little bit. Yes. Because I just remembered we had a harebrained idea about making that a segment. Uh, so the... <laughs> The album art for this is a picture of what I think is 
from looking at it with my eyes. A picture of an industrial um, tumbler. No, I take it back. That looks like saltwater taffy. Yep. It's definitely saltwater saltwater taffy. All right. Which, well, which that's... references the ocean. The ocean is throughout. You know, it's like this direct link to the the, the, the water and the elements. ocean. Yeah. Well. Right? It, yeah, it's it's saltwater taffy. Apparently, it was a war shot. <laughs> I'm looking test. at it close up. It's saltwater taffy. <laughs> apparently, this was. Uh, I just really want to see a rock tumbler when I look at things. <laughs> no. Oh, that could be... No, it looks like that, too. Yeah, I mean... Thanks, I guys. Think that's, yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's completely valid, Tom. I, <laughs> yeah. No, but truly, it looks like uh, uh, broken plaster. It looks like uh, 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 bits of gravel. It looks like... Which saltwater is, taffy. Saltwater, it looks like, I'm honestly, like used condoms i'm not you know what i mean what mm-hmm. no no but like no. like no <laughs> kind of it looks gritty it looks like it, it's yeah. something yeah. it's something deceptively um if you look all, at it from far away all the taffies be, yeah are the same color the except, same hue the same flavor one except one that's a little for one different. there's one that's a little darker blue mm-hmm. up top um but you know that I think that thematically fits in. Here's something saltwater taffy. That's something we were. It's nostalgic. It's pleasant. Remember it from childhood. It's water based, uh, but there's also sugar in it. Uh, but uh, it's uh, it's it's oriented in a way that is a a little confusing. Uh, oh. B uh, kind of reminiscent of something less pleasant, mm. something less um, happy in childhood like. Uh, like used condoms, Justin. What? Uh, Jesus Christ! What? Well, yeah, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of see it. I see it. I see it. Like you're walking down, know. like you're walking down a, a boardwalk, you know. You see some used condoms, like a, a whole shit ton, all in a pile. That reminds me of one of my favorite Futurama jokes. Uh, I went to Coney Island Community College. Go Whitefish. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Coney Island Whitefish is the name for used condoms, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, also from the same vernacular, uh, the name for garbage maggots is Disco Rice. Mm. Yeah. That's a good one. Ooh. Anyway, this album reminds me of Disco Rice. No, uh, so there's a tension in this record, and I think with this band in general, listening to other of their music, which is uh, they're, they like to rock. <laughs> They do, <laughs> and that desire to rock, I sometimes think is at best juxtaposed, and at worst perhaps a little bit in conflict with sort of the more concrete and uh, concise lyrical content. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like a lot of these songs. What's the song? Is it mud? I think it's mud. Uh, where no. Well, okay, mud is an example, but also is seahorse or horseshoe crab? Horseshoe crab. Horseshoe crab. Horseshoe crab. My, favorite, my favorite song on the record, actually. song rather uh, accomplishes what it wants to do emotionally before the big ripping rock build uh i'll agree with yeah i'll kind of agree with that i kind of love the album sometimes uh in spite of the ripping yeah the ripping see i don't know i feel like a lot of the emotional contact uh, uh, content is very cathartic, and some of the like surf rock proggy stuff, especially the opening song, which is an instrumental, yeah. which is pretty. It's proggy. called surf goth. It is literally called that, but like, I think it's supposed to feel 
energizing and cathartic. Yeah. In contrast to the lyrics that are often very introspective, and then they move to a more cathartic place. Uh, I just I, I think if I only this isn't even really a dig, but uh, you know because nobody can get a hundred on a test, not in my class. Uh, I feel like what's there, Paul Simon? You huh? love Graceland. I do love Graceland. Uh, it's terrible. But it's what? All right, no, no, oh, no. stop okay. baiting me, Frank. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that later. Uh, Rachel, I apologize. This this antagonism must be boring. It's no a, worries. Big part of our show, apparently. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, no. Uh, so okay, if my, if my note to them that they don't ask for is that I think that. Uh, Leah Wilbum, mm-hmm. who is the lead singer, guitarist. Uh, sometimes I think she's stronger on the lyricist, vocalist side, and her guitar solos, of which there are not few. Uh, yeah, there are a lot. I, I think they they uh, aren't equally cathartic or emotional than, uh, to her uh, vocals and lyrics. Uh so it's I, I think they're they're a little light on melody, and they're a little light on expressiveness. It's a lot of um, just hitting chords with a clean sound. I just love that. I love them. Yeah. I love her <laughs> guitar solos so yeah. much. Like I don't know. Yeah, I guess I feel like hmm, I need to figure out some constructive thing to say of why I love them. <laughs> You, nah, can, you but, can just tell Tom to fuck himself. It's, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I like that. Tom's dumb and wrong. That's yeah. also a, a totally acceptable option on this podcast. Because I just, I feel like they're, they're, mm, they're just so, like, because I feel like when it gets too intense and too hard sometimes, because there are times when that happens for me, depending on, like, what mood I'm in when I'm listening to this album. I've listened to this album a lot of times. Um, but sometimes those little, those those sol- heard the cleanness of the solos are what really kind of keeps me like hooked sometimes yeah. and not even the 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 lyrics so i don't know yeah but well no uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have been chasing sir uh yeah i mean I, and and i checked out some of their music from different records and like on a more recent record there's a song with like a bass guitar solo and it's like, I don't know, when does that happen anymore? <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's uh, an important part of their DNA, which is they are a college uh, music major band. You know, yeah, like, yeah, for sure. They are, yes, They. I mean, completely different, but I can feel the same thing that I get from, like, Cake. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Ooh, wow. Okay. Yeah, not not yeah. musically, but like that these yeah. are all musicians who They're are nerdy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's a consistency to it as well with the musicianship and the way it sounds. There's none of that kind of like um like scrappy underdog indie rocker vibe. This is like it has nineties influences, uh which throughout including the uh in the one music video where they, they uh, the last shot is one of those S's you used to draw yeah. in your notebooks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll sure. put it on the camera roll. But um, it, it's got none of that kind of, uh, it's all we can talk about, uh, pavement-esque sloppiness. Mm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's 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 all tight. It's all mm-hmm. there. There's, there's, there's no, um, you know, there's no catch in the throat, drop a note in the guitar solo. It's, mm-hmm. all, it's all bright and clear as a bell. Here, here's something that I I came to the conclusion uh, driving over here and listening to it that I was thinking like why do I love this so much and I, I recognize something within this uh, and it has to do with uh, her um, uh, kind of unaffected vocal delivery and also uh. how in, internal uh, this album is lyrically um, while also being uh, having so much fantastic imagery that this is what the handsome family would be if they didn't pick up on uh, the whole country thing. This is very much yeah. the handsome family's first album if 
if they had continued along that way uh, into 2016. Um, or stayed in the 90s, because I think that record happened in the 90s, didn't it? That happened, yeah, That's but that's what I'm saying. Um, and I, I think... Uh, that has a lot to, it's just like that has there's such strong images which I I don't want to be like an old old guy but I wish I wish people would use images more well one of my all-time favorite bands that I'm currently wearing a t-shirt for mm. uses very strong images the mountain goats ladies and gentlemen <laughs> very strong lyrical imagery there <laughs> You don't have to talk like Wallace Shawn anymore, Frank. <laughs> that, was, that was last week. <laughs> so how do you feel about the Little Prince? Oh, God. Tell me more. Um, <laughs> Inconceivable. <laughs> That's what I'm the, sorry. The, the, I apologize. This is just what we do. This is just what this podcast descends into sometimes. <laughs> That's that's what your uh, action figure will say when you pull the string. Inconceivable, <laughs> etc. <cetera. laughs> that's my Woody. Um, I, I have a question for um, for us musicians uh, and Frank. Oh, I, I want which there is only uh, you guys, right? Three of us, mm-hmm. and, and, and I am not. And you in your soul, I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> Give us a song, Frankie, my boy. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so I love this album. This is not uh, the kind of music that I, I make or would want to make. I love it completely. And I, I think it was only recently that I kind of broke out of this idea that I only listened to music that was like music I wanted to make. Mm. And I've always been interested in how musicians listen to music. Um, where, where do you come at, uh, at it from? Uh, are, are you, uh, like a, a hungry, hungry hippo gobbling up influences to, Using your paint brush store when you're on the canvas. Okay, okay. Put put, uh-huh. put the you, put the, the pork pie hat away from you. Put the hat back on, Justin. No, that's a really good question though about how people approach and because it's and especially with um, the fact that we have access to like this unbelievable amount of music yeah. that I feel very overwhelmed by at times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really good question. I feel like I try to vary it. I listen to like some things that I'm like I want to make this music please but then like i have to listen to like a ton of different weird eclectic things or else it would just i don't want to exactly copy anyone yeah. right yeah so um uh okay oh uh <laughs> no um i i, I kind of i don't think too much about whether or not i want to make a certain kind of music when i am hunting for music that i like but pretty invariably, I'll start wanting to make music more like the thing that I've stumbled on. Uh, and if I really like it, I will have a very obvious, embarrassingly obvious like phase where my musical output is very influenced by whatever a big thing is. Like I had a pretty glaringly obvious talking heads phase, and uh, I, I think you could argue that. A significant chunk of my music lately is in my deer hoof phase um so look i just started listening to the guided by voices so maybe i'll kind of oh yeah air five uh return <laughs> return to center um uh i mean for sure there are things i listen to that uh i wouldn't dare to be like um but at the same time it's uh you know it all it all goes it all goes in the um it all goes in the big salad bowl. You know what I mean? Totally. You know it what does. I mean? It impact. It impacts it. I feel like it impacts it regardless of yeah. what and of what it is, or if you can even track the how of how it's affecting mm. it. Like I'll never write a song that anyone will go, "Ah, that sounds like Joni Mitchell." But like, there'll be like something somewhere. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, I mean that's how humans like 
we just we learn that way. We are little sponges still as adults. Mm-hmm. Little sponges. Uh, <laughs> Frank, how do you listen to music? And I've also been so, interested in that of like pe- non musicians. So it's it's very much in line with my regular sort of aesthetic consumption. Is that I'm always afraid of being bored mm. with what I'm listening to or no. what I'm watching. No, you know? I'm so bored. <laughs> uh, which is why I won't listen to Paul Simon. Oh, no. um, hey. Uh, what no, is this? Joke, what is this gems. against I Paul like Simon? I like a couple of his songs. Um, but anyway, Paul uh, Simon so is an American treasure. <laughs> My friend Art Garfunkel is the real talent. Is my uh, uh, he's got a beautiful voice and he's a great actor, but there's no do not ever you just have, he a, does have you just gotta give him a chance, a, Frank. <laughs> Paul Simon is the better songwriter, Art Garfunkel can't write songs for shit. Oh, no. But anyway, so I'm always like, <laughs> Shots I, fired. What, what, what is happening? Right now? What, I don't know. How do you listen uh, to music, Frank? I don't know. So I, I always kind of try to like try on at least try on new things in terms of aesthetic experiences with songs so i wouldn't know if i liked or disliked japanese noise rock if i didn't at least try to listen to the boredoms so i want to try to listen to the boredoms but, uh, thought, and but you can doesn't put that in terrify from, you <laughs> oh yeah no you, you can put in a clip from acid police here that's a crazy song acid police Rest is malice, so By the way, did you guys, speaking of Justin's uh, joke there, did you guys know that the first Radiohead album was a, the name of it, Pablo Honey, is a reference to a Jerky Boys prank call? Oh. No, also, what is Jerky Boys? Also, what? <laughs> the Jerky Boys were uh, two dudes from New York who made records of them prank phone calling people around New York City. They were, like, platinum selling. They made a movie called The Jerky Boys Movie starring Alan Arkin as a mob boss. Who <laughs> was the villain? Uh, anyway, folks, you don't have to know that information. But what I was saying was... Uh, you know, so I'm always kind of afraid of being bored with the stuff that I'm consuming. So I'm like trying to try on new things. So I like, do I like Japanese noise rock a little bit, but not that much? Do I like Ethiopian jazz a lot? So I like like Mulatu Estatke and a lot of like uh, Unstoppable Beat of Soweto compilation albums type things. Uh, I like a lot of garage rock and post punk, but I wouldn't have known that if I didn't try it. So I'm always kind of trying to find new things that I find enjoyable. And if I don't find them enjoyable, then I all I did was waste 20 minutes listening to something I didn't like. And with the internet, like, you can get everything for free. So there's little to no monetary cost to trying things nowadays, musically. So I don't feel like there's a risk at trying to listen to new stuff. Sometimes I don't know if 20 minutes is enough. To, like for with Joanna yeah. Newsom for example I listened to a lot of Joanna Newsom with Tim on the way on a drive somewhere and like I was like what is happening like is I did this? not yeah. like it at all and now like I really really like Joanna Newsom so yeah. she's great if and I there's hadn't a previously established uh, filthy joke on this show no, oh, no, no. no. come on <laughs> Jesus and Christ Newsom. Uh, uh, I won't quote but it's out there in the ether god damn uh, you Frank god damn you straight to hell as for uh, me, all I listen to is Tom Waits. Um, no, but I think what you said, sorry, cut, going back, about how this kind of music isn't usually so introspective. I think this album talks a lot about trauma, a lot about how we deal with trauma and through, you know, not great ways like dissociation and then um, how it can impact our future relationships through codependence and things like that. I think there's a lot. I, maybe I'm just, you know, projecting that onto this but i think there's a lot of that in here which i think is really really good and i really liked it a lot the hundreds of times i've listened to it one of those uh pieces of art that like oh this is kind of uh enriched my life it made me 
think about things a little more, which is kind of rare and special. Yeah, yeah. I think that there's a lot of, especially in um, different like ser- fields of service and things. I work in kind of like nonprofit fo- foster care stuff, and there's a lot of uh, trauma is becoming much more of an informative part of how these you know these situations are approached and uh, like everybody has their traumas so it's kind of a a universally applicable album um in that way so yeah no it's i was uh i literally just listened to it for the first time this week i was really glad that i listened to it and it's going to be like a regular rotation thing i think for me uh because i enjoyed it so much Fuck this band. Speedy Ortiz is better. What? You don't like Speedy Ortiz. I know you I don't. Me that. They're also from Boston and sound like the Pixies. Yeah, but they're better than the Pixies because the Pixies are trash. Oh. Uh, we got to it. Uh, yeah. So what do we think of this album? It's yeah, we, really we have to, we have to we've gotten away from this, but like we have to protect ourselves legally by yeah. by rating the album. So it's a review show. Oh, so I see. Uh, Rachel, yes. What's the, my <clears throat> rating? Hold on, I have to think of the scale. Hold on. Nope, brain is not functioning. Give me the pork pie. pork pie hats. Out of five pork pie hats. Out of five pork pie hats. <laughs> How many fedoras <laughs> don't you give this? Wait. Zero. Zero. That's a perfect score. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Perfect, perfect exactly. score. Yep. Good job, Slothrust. Yeah. Justin. Out of, uh, uh, in a penalty kick shootout between this record and, and the new Courtney Barnett. How many goals does it score? What? I mean, I think I know what you should answer, but... Um... S- sports. Soccer is a low-scoring game. Twelve! Alone... Oh, Justin. No, that's a high score! One! <laughs> well, you've made your feelings I like down. this album a lot. I love it. <laughs> Frank. Uh, Out of... Fifteen indictments against <laughs> against financier Jeffrey Epstein. Oh my! God. Uh, wh- wh- how how uh, how much money is uh, bail for this record? Uh, I'm gonna put him off of cash bail, and I'll put it at uh, three mil. Three million. Three million for Frank, and I give this record a seven. Out of what? Yeah. <laughs> That's it's an absolute okay. measure, like Kelvin. It's a really good record. I enjoyed it a lot. Okay, uh, shut up, Frank. So, uh, do, uh, do you have a recommendation song, Justin? Uh, I want to recommend you a thing I said or did or do. Will you listen to the thing and then we'll read a thing together? I love you. Yes, you do. Who is me? I am you. What are we? We are people. So, uh, <laughs> so Rachel, this yes. is the thing about Justin Totora is that he just sings songs. It's excellent about stuff. Cool, I dig it. That's what I do. It seems like a special gift, a special it is. talent. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Completely ad hoc. Mm-hmm. I would like to recommend both Tom and I are on parallel tracks of uh, revisiting the town, the mysterious town of Twin Peaks. Um, and uh, and I would like to recommend um, the uh, 2015-16 Mark Frost book, The he- uh, Secret History of Twin Peaks, which read it. it's, uh, I think it's a wonderful standalone piece of um, uh, alternate history um with sci-fi elements it it stands on its own uh as a wonderful um uh book but it also really enriches your experience especially of twin peaks the return um as well as filling in the gap between the original twin peaks and the uh the third season uh and it really shows you 
uh, how much we forget that it truly was a collaboration between David Lynch and Mark Frost. And Mark Frost is, is left out of it way too much. He, he is a huge part yeah. of the DNA of, of Twin Peaks. And much like uh, Firewalk With Me is uh, a distilled essence of David Lynch's Twin Peaks, uh, The Secret History of Twin Peaks by Mark Frost is the distilled version of uh, Mark Frost's Twin Peaks. So read that book. Listen to the audiobook. It's got a, a bunch of the cast from the show, and it really uh, makes the character of Tamara Preston from the return uh, come alive because she's the uh, compiler of the book. Yeah, and she's in a band, right? Like she is a yeah, she's a just a singer. It's a different actress in the audiobook. Oh, okay. Uh, from her, but we're, we'll we'll get to it. We're gonna do some sort of Twin Peaks. Thing we'll get to it someday. We're, we're, we've been talking about it forever. Yeah. Rachel. Um, the Field Guide to Getting Lost by Rebecca Solnit. It's very good. Uh, kind of a It's like a mixture of um, memoir and history and philosophy in there, kind of a little bit. Um, and it's just really excellent. It's the the best, the only way someone should write a memoir, I really think. It makes reading any other t memoir type of situation just incredibly boring. Um, so they're like kind of like like seven essays, so they all kind of can stand alone, but then they all also go together. And the way she follows ideas throughout her essays are just so magnificent and well done. So, Rebecca Solnit, anything by her is good to read, especially um, Field Guide to Getting Lost. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Tom? Uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recommend, as I want to do, uh, a YouTube channel, uh, an infotainment <laughs> YouTube channel. Uh, I, I'm not sure if it's really that. It's pretty popular. You may have heard of it, but it's, it's called uh, How to Make Everything. And uh, a few years ago, there was this viral video where this guy decided to make a chicken sandwich, but he decided to make it utterly from scratch. Uh, and it took him something like eight months and $1,500 in expenses to like gather the salt from an ocean and grow the wheat for the bread and raise a chicken and slaughter it. Uh, but then he decided to continue on in this vein. And it's a fascinating channel. It's kind of, I, I wouldn't say it's blowing up, but it's definitely becoming institutionalized with its pop popularity. And it's just this very endearing, awkward, Midwestern uh, young man. Uh, it's going to call him a kid, but he's probably like 24 or 5. And he literally makes things utterly from scratch. And the thing I really enjoy about his channel versus other things like this is that he shows every failure along the way. And it shows him having to start from scratch, something not working, having to go to school on a different subject to make, you know, you know, glass or metal or et cetera. And uh, it's kind of interesting to see how many wrong turns there are in any kind of endeavor. And it makes for very good viewing. So how to make everything. It's on the internet. Frank? Cool. Uh, so I am going to recommend a television adaptation of a comic that I've recommended before on this show. I'm going to recommend the TV show Doom Patrol. Mm, uh, that, looks, that looks fun. It's incredible. It's like... It takes the strengths of the comic and uh, goes further because it adds sort of alternative uh, elements to it. So Doom Patrol, as I talked about many, many months ago, was uh, originally a comic from the 60s that was readapted to the 90s by a writer named Grant Morrison, who inserted like alternative sexuality and uh, uh, pagan magic and postmodernism to the comic about the sort of, uh, quote-unquote, world's strangest superheroes. Uh, and he made it very much about trauma and getting over physical and mental trauma and how... Uh, these big, weird superheroes from the 60s were just traumatized adults uh, dealing with society in the 90s. Uh, and so the 2019 show sort of adapts it even further. It's a little more sex positive. It's better about gender and it's better about um, like the LGBT spectrum 
than the comic was in the early 90s. Um, and it's just, it's interesting, it's funny, it's well acted, it's well written. It's got like a little bit of a low rent FX budget, which is unfortunate, but that's fine. Uh, Brendan Fraser is uh, Robot Man, hilariously. Nice. He does a great robot voice. Uh, and Timothy Dalton is the chief Niles Calder, which is amazing. I'm just and happy they're the, both working. Yeah. Yeah, the, the lady who plays Crazy Jane, uh, Diane Guerrero, is incredible. She plays uh, multiple characters per episode. Nice. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a really good achievement. And uh, Matt Bower, the guy who plays uh, uh, Rebus, uh, the negative man, is also really good. Doom Patrol. Check it out. Nice. Frank, gra- grab a screenshot of us right now, because this is a band picture, if I've ever seen one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wait, hold on. Everybody look real um, bandy. Moody. Oh, shit. Who's oh, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> What's our band called? Got- we look like we look like a pulp cover band. <laughs> I can do. Uh, which one of you? Well, no. The answer I'm, is Tom. Thomas yeah. Jarvis Cocker. Yeah, I'm Jared Kicker. Wait, wait, no, no, no. We got to no. do. We got to do uh, plugs. Plugs and Rex. Hey, everybody oh, out there, yeah, listen yeah. to us. We're doing a thing. We're gonna do some plugs. Everybody, do a dance. My name's Justin. I'm wearing pants. You're wearing shorts, sir. You're wearing shorts. You're not wearing pants. Damn it! Damn it! Follow us on Plaid. I can see Justin's luscious thighs. Oh God! (laughs) Follow us on Plaid Lads Pod on uh, Twitter and Instagram and the (laughs) Gmail. Fuck! Um, (laughs) You you can find my music at welcome to wonderfalls.bandcamp.com. I'm welcome to wonderfalls. uh, Welcome underscore to wonder. Under on Instagram. Oh Christ, Justin plug your own Instagram. And also some things that made me cry on Instagram. Cool. Uh I me Tom uh do music called the Elbow Ache or Elbow Ache. It's there's no the uh elbowache.bandcamp.com and it's on Elbow Ache Music on the Instagram and the internet and listen to my music, it's on Spotify. I get money that way. Rachel. Um there's some music on SoundCloud, uh, inconsistent chatter, SoundCloud. That's search that those words. It's very good. Get into it. Get into Aww. it. It's very thoughtfully music. composed, jazzy singing, uh, intricate composition and guitar playing. Uh, Frank, your Twitter, I suppose. Yeah. No, I am an employee of local government, so I have nothing to plug necessarily except my Twitter, which is at Frank McDevitt. My username currently is intrusive Xi Jinping thought uh, <laughs> Tom is the only one who got that joke I thought it was a pretty good joke it's pretty solid. Uh, no I got nothing else cool uh, oh and uh, please for the love of god rate and rate review, review us rate, rate iTunes, rate reviews, come on do us a solid it's like you're stealing from us by listening to our pod and Lindsay <laughs> Lindsay <laughs> Lindsay Zool <laughs> Rate and review us on iTunes, please. Lindsay, thank you for rating and reviewing us because you did. Get your sister to rate and review us. Jamie. Your brother Justin. Jamie. We share the same name. How about your mom and your dad? I don't know. They seem Wait, like on. nice people. Let's, let's pull it back there. Everyone's what? entire family should probably listen. Hey, mom. <laughs> Mommy. <laughs> Daddy. Papa. Can you hear me? Are you listening to me? Do I make you you proud? Justin's brothers? Hey, Christopher, how's it going? Josh! Amanda, hello! Hello! Can you hear me? Hello! Rate and review us! Tom's cat. Please rate and review us. Hey, kids, where are you? Get over here. Get over here, like Scorpion. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, Christ. All right, goodbye, everyone. <laughs> bye, bye. Wait, wait. Thank you, Rachel, for coming on the show. You Thanks were wonderful. Thanks for having me. This was so You're nice. Very Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>